his friends will hopefully not bore us. Welcome to the Podosaurus. That's enough time Podosaurus. The fuck? <laughs> How? Is it when Ken's not here it works? <laughs> Hello everybody and welcome to the Potosaurus. I am your host, Timber Taft. Uh, and today I'm joined by our two co-hosts, uh, Fangirl. Hello. And Kyo. My white claw is half empty. You're drinking? It's I one white claw. Had cookies. Who well, do, yeah. who drinks a white claw with cookies? Well, I opened the white claw before I ordered the cookies. I want to be drinking. <laughs> go get a booze. I will You're have an to adult. Go, I'll have to go get one in a minute. <laughs> You're an adult. I am an adult, and I actually have booze upstairs. Hashtag not sponsored. My uh, no, <laughs> my, my friend Tom, my normal friend Tom, he came to visit over the weekend. He bought like one of those. What is it? An eighteen pack of white claw. Wait, no, is that no twelve pack? And he's just like, well, I have enough of these at home. You can have the rest of them. So I just have, like, all this White Claw. The last time he came to visit, a year ago, um, he bought, like, two six-packs of local beer and left them. One of them was Milkshake Porter or Milkshake Stout. I cannot drink that. I told him, Tom, I cannot drink Milkshake. It is dairy. He's like, and he just, like, left it. Then the other one was gross. So they just sat there for eight months. Is that, when you say milkshake, is that like, is that like a white Russian? Like where there's milk was, and alcohol? It was called Hoppendaz, and I know it was made with milk. It has lactase in it. I don't think that milk should ever be mixed with alcohol. There's a lot. Milk stouts are a thing. Milkshake stouts are a thing. Yep. Um, chocolate Bailey's. milk stouts. Yep. Oh, I guess Bailey's is. I like Bailey's. Bailey's good. Bailey's is something I can just neck a bottle of that and then feel yeah. awful afterwards. Yep. <laughs> I think rum chata also has some. See, okay, so I, so someone argued with me today, or they told me, I thought horchata always had dairy in it, but apparently it's a rice-based thing, but every single thing of horchata I've ever seen has dairy in it. Uh, I mean, it. I'm pretty sure it has to have some milk to says, exist as horchata. It uses rice as like, a pretty thick base. Yeah, it like, says it I uses I'm plant ask- milk. Like I know I'm I'm asking the widest group of people I know about yes. <laughs> about horchata. But <laughs> so question on that. Now question on dairy products. Can you drink rice milk or soy milk or almond milk? Yeah, because those are non dairy. Okay, I was gonna say I, I usually so. don't because that's gross. I don't mm. in general I've never been a milk person. Like I'll put soy milk in uh, cereal sometimes. My girlfriend's been buying, uh, what the, it's like free range, I don't know, I don't remember what it's called, but she's been buying this lactose-free milk, and I've been using that to make, like, anything that needs dairy in it, and it makes the it ultra, taste better. ultra-pasteurized, like the Fairlife, I actually really like Fairlife. Yeah, Fairlife, Fairlife isn't That's bad. what it's, Fairlife. Yeah. She, she buys so much milk. We go, we went to the store the other day, she bought four of those things of fair life she will be done with them by the end of this week probably that is how that is how much we get to but you're two people yeah so are you i don't use it (laughs) i use maybe a cup out of every 10 containers she buys but isn't isn't that going into like your meals too that you collectively eat uh we don't 
we don't make a lot of stuff. Like, I've been, like, really arguing to, like, not make anything with any kind of dairy in it whatsoever. Because I think it's mm. past the point where it's not really lactose that's the problem. I think it's just dairy in general. You just, like, See, I use don't almond, have a I taste use, for it anymore. Yeah. Like, but I use like, almond milk, butter. like, when I make pancakes or, like, if I make a shake or... Um, oh, yeah. I've used almond milk when I've made, like, gravy for chicken pot pie. Yeah. We we, we use the, um, the Fairlife stuff for, um... Um, like gravies and stuff like that, but like anything else, like yeah, definitely like shakes or like you know, smoothies, whatever. Like almond milk's great for it because it's thin. Yeah. Soy milk's a little too thick for it. Yeah. Unless What's you like re- thick milkshakes, I mean, true. Some people. What's like a really milkshakes. good one? Like every once in a while, is coconut milk, but it's very strong. You have to really like coconut for that one. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. When I when I used to work at the cafe, um, we my boss would buy herself vanilla coconut milk, and I would just steal it to use um to make uh pep- like coconut mochas all the time yeah like iced coconut, coconut mochas all the time really good a cocoa mocha no <laughs> a, a mocha nut <laughs> i enjoyed it i thought it was good don't was good. don't encourage him don't encourage him <laughs> oh what you're the only one allowed to make puns Yes, it's my my name's on the show. You literally called me wood pun in in Fangirl's channel. All right, I could be puns. I also Timber. called you tragically Caucasian in this one. <laughs> I, you're the ol- you're the you're the only one with a nickname in this Discord server. Because I don't bother changing the names people change my names to. No, your name is that because you microwaved spaghetti noodles and ma- and I didn't gave- mix the sauce with it. You I cooked spaghetti. Reasons. You get you cook spaghetti in the microwave, and that's okay. not okay. Did you cook it or did you Listen, just warm it, it up? No, it was cooked. Okay. See, 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 see. <laughs> Timber. And I I just, was an, there was an, there was an oil base, no tomato sauce. It was just a nice plain noodly dish. Noodly. Timber, did I ever tell you that when my oldest was born, there was somebody born on the same day as him that whose name whose real name was Timber. No, that's amazing. That's tragic. (laughs) (laughs) There's some names that are just tragic, like that, Tanner. uh, People can be called Dat. Also, like, what are some other bad names? Like, there's that, um, Bob, uh, Liam. uh, Well, Bob is short uh, for, like, Rob or Robbie or... Liam and Noah are just such, like, this is my son, Liam. He's five. He's, he just started (laughs) school. It's are you literally names. talking about my child? Maybe I don't know. Did because you are five? talking about just... my child. That is my son just... Liam, and he is well, going to be five. <laughs> there we go. I just I just mimicked a conversation you're about to have, or maybe had. Except I wouldn't have it like that because I don't I don't I don't speak like that, do I? God. Uh, I speak I like know. that when I'm trying to be like formal. I don't know. I don't know you outside of our situations. I don't know like. You in the real world, I guess, doing stuff. I know us online and interacting like no, like you know, like that's friends. my phone voice. That's my phone. Like if I call an insurance company and I have to be like partially bitchy, that's my phone voice. Per my last email, yeah. Per oh, our last boy. correspondence, that's one thing that's kind of fun about being a morning streamer. I have all the people at work just venting about the shit they're going through at their office or dealing with with office people. Mm-hmm. Mm. Why not? That's your favorite part. Well, it's it's just funny because like I get that experience of the office without having to actually deal with it myself. Yeah, it's great. 
Because I'm like, oh, I kind of miss working in an office, you know, having a normal job. They're like, I have a meeting with some boomer that wants to talk to me about how I need to be working harder. I'm like, oh, I don't miss that at all. I will continue to be slightly impoverished and play video games. <laughs> as long as the video games are there. I mean, honestly, sometimes yeah, I don't want to play those. <laughs> I, can build, I can build a small fort out of all the game cases I have. I really can. I do kind of miss the days when I could get away with the gamer diet where I would just play a video game and not feel hungry and then stop playing at like 8 p.m. and then go, oh my god, wait. I had did to lunch s- or dinner happen? I had to start eating breakfast because I was start- I had to like acknowledge that I was getting hungry in the past year on stream. I so, was like, you need to eat breakfast. I'm like, I'm not hungry. And now I'm just like, I need to stop so I can eat food because I'm going to get mad. So have you ever had the experience where you actually eat healthy and are, you know, take proper care of yourself like you should for a while and then all of a sudden you stop yeah that was me yeah (laughs) me yeah me in japan then moving back here yep because then it's like it's it's like if you don't know how bad you feel it's not a big deal but then like if you actually take care of yourself and then suddenly you stop and then you're like oh my gosh i feel awful why do i feel awful oh it's my own fault I kind of miss living alone and just cooking for myself all the time. I kind of been doing that this month because girlfriend's on overnight shifts, but we still have to like go to the store and buy stuff. And like, I made tacos tonight, so like she'll have that for work. So we still have to like kind of coordinate what I'm going to make so she has something to take to work. Uh-huh. But I miss like just making the shit I wanted to eat and like being in control of that all the time. I miss that because I'm pretty sure I ate healthier then than I do now. It's not that we eat bad. It's just like we. I also didn't have. Um, ordering food or cookies and stuff like that in japan and i do here when i move back they're like you can call some jackass don't go pick up your food for you i'm like you can do what yeah i'm like is that like delivered like no 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 it's kind of but you order anywhere it doesn't have to be just pizza and i just like blew my mind no uh, i agree the first experiences with with like uber eats where i was just like yes i would like a steak yeah can you can you bring that to my to my house (laughs) <laughs> like you, the, you can oh great okay I, I, uh, awesome like this was before like the, i don't know how they just they, this thankfully leave everything at the door because after this one experience which i'll detail in a second i'm so thankful for them just leaving shit at the door now um the first time i'm just like do i need to like shake your hand do i thank you I, yeah like, i, I kind of like kinda thank you for bringing me it. food i mean as long as they don't get rid of contact contactless because like all the millennials were just like hallelujah thank god except they didn't say that um because now we don't have to talk to people like, we literally yeah, don't have to talk to the people to order our food or look at them when they bring us our food. It's perfect. Yeah, so it, it does result, result in some pretty awkward moments where I'll go out. It's cool when they're, like, at the car and they give a little, like, smile and a wave. I'm like, yep, smile and wave. Thank you so much for the food. Other times I'll open the door and they they do this thing where I'll open the door and literally no one is there. There's no car. It's just like, holy shit. How did they disappear that fast? Yeah, yeah like they, mu- they must like knock and run away. I know it's like ding dong ditch, but I got food out of it, so it's okay. The one time I ordered food, I think this was like the second or third time I got this. Um, I ordered something from like the Korean fusion place in town, and this lady brought it by. And I forgot I was wearing my like really bad stretched out JPEG common Rider t shirt, and she's like, Oh, you. Uh, oh, I like your shirt. You must be into the same stuff as me. I'm like, oh, wow, I found another weave in town. And I'm like, oh, do you like Colin Ryder? She's like, no, I like something better because she was like wearing a shirt. And she's like, do you know what this is? I'm like, Captain America's shield. She's like, no, let me tell you what it is. And then she went on to tell me about how she helped bring back uh, City of Heroes for 10 minutes while my food was getting cold. 
And uh, it was the worst experience of my life. And I've been so thankful. I feel for like extroverts <laughs> should not take. I, I feel like the, the Uber Eats jobs would appeal to extroverts. But I also feel like extroverts should not be allowed to take those jobs. I want because they introverted will millennials and grumpy boomer dads to deliver food because neither one of them want to talk to people and they just want to do their shit and get out. And I, I, that's what I want. I want those to be the people who deliver my food. Also, I, people I, who I, can read because I have a lot of people who can't and they deliver the stuff to the office 10 minutes away all the time. Oh. Yeah, because they can't read the fucking building numbers. I even put a note that says, don't follow the pin. The pin is wrong. So they drop it off at the office. I'm like, do you think anyone's in that dark building? No. Read the fucking note. I just start calling them now. I'm like, hey, if you if I, I like watch the little map and if I see them go the wrong way, I give them a second. And if it doesn't oh, say delivered, yeah. if it doesn't say delivered and they turn around, I'm like, okay, if I see it's delivered up there, I call them like, pick that shit up. You're in the wrong spot. Yep. Read the note. My least favorite is when I'm like glued on the map and I see the car and I'm like, okay, here comes your stop. Here comes your stop. You're blowing it. You're blowing it. You're you're going too far. You're gone. Where are you going? <laughs> like just the progressive pain of watching this slow little mini GPS car flash by the stopping point. Like, okay. My friend had that. Um, he lived right near a highway and he like would see them like if they took the wrong if they didn't oh, realize yeah. it like ended they would go on the highway and sometimes you'd see them they'd be like go and go and turn on the highway and then like two minutes later it said um order canceled because <laughs> it was, <laughs> oh, it was no. too hard to get back to it it wasn't worth it at that <laughs> point for them oh my god so video games yeah what have you guys been playing lately fangirl what have you been doing we haven't talked to you in like literally 10 months i know um i have actually just been playing a lot of uh pikmin 3 practicing my speed run run. Mm -hmm. are you gonna do that for the save loads for lives yep that's that's the plan kind of feeling really like i don't belong in there because everybody in there is a hell of a lot cooler than i am so oh no you're fine most of them all just run resident evil absolutely no one that runs resident evil is cool so you're fine but I'm, i'm doing well with it it's fun we we also got um we downloaded pikmin 1 and 2 and i have not played them but i have watched my girl child play them and she actively says that pikmin 2 is better than pikmin 3 so we have a lot of debates about that but other than that i'm getting ready to play final fantasy 7 because i got it for free and i'm like i'm tired of not knowing what's going on i'm tired of not knowing avoid spoilers still after that because that part does not get to a lot of big parts in the original game and we don't know how they're gonna handle certain things yeah i have be careful i have people i have Pretty much everybody who would come to a stream like that, like like all of my mods and you guys and everything, they know that I have not played the original, and they also know that I have no intentions on playing the original. Actually, one of my mods, like I've talked about this with her extensively, she's like, I don't think you should go play the original. I don't think you'll like it because you don't like turn-based video games. So um, once I yeah. play it, I might watch somebody else play the original, or I might just keep it spoiler-free. I don't know. You... I also might play what I also might play this one, and do what I did when I um, watched Lord of the Rings the first time, which was I did not realize that they were splitting it. The, when I saw Lord of the Rings the movies, I did not realize that they were splitting it into three movies because I didn't realize at the time that there were three books. And so I got mm-hmm. to the end of the first movie and I was like, 
what the hell? And so then I, instead of waiting for it, I was just like, fine, I'm just going to go read everything I can about it. So I'm like, I'm torn of telling you to like watch someone play the original after just because um, a lot of the remake is a very big departure from the original game already. So I'm like, is it good to know what happens in the original so you have expectations for the remake? Because if there's like a certain part in the game, if I knew they had it in the remake already, I could be like, okay, if you play this, you'll be good. Um, Or like, you know, um, oh, they they changed this. So if you see the original be very different, we don't know at this point. Yeah. And a lot of it, it feels like a lot of the remake was like hinging on you are familiar with the original to an extent. Which, and alternatively, so, like, really I, could, weird. I could just go outside of my comfort zone, um, which is what I'm actually doing with the current the current novel I'm working on, is I'm going outside my comfort zone and writing in a completely different tense than I'm used to. Um, but I could just go outside my comfort zone and play the original, even though it is turn-based. If, I just am not good at turn-based games. If you like this, if you want on like the Switch versions, all the newer like remasters of 7, you can turn on a boost mode that basically makes you invincible and you can just power through the game if you just want to see the story. Eh, maybe I'll do that. Because like, that could There's just be also... something where you can just like push through it. Oh, they're also coming out with something next year that might make it easier too. There's also just the traditional Final Fantasy, like, the thing about turn-based games is that it's very much built on, like, okay, what level are your characters at what point you're in? So if you're ever like, damn, I just can't win this fight, then you go and you kill some low-level slosh for an hour, and you come back, and wow, now it's super, super easy, even if you're bad at turn-based combat or that particular encounter because you can just brute force it yeah so, and that's honestly that's, that's always probably, an option with those that's probably how i would play because i've tried to play turn-based games before and i just i've never been able to figure them out and it's just been a very unenjoyable experience for me unless i brute force it i think it depends on the game too some of them are literally designed to where like you have to grind that's just how it is um but I don't mind grinding as long as the grinding is relatively interesting. Like Xenoblade, the grinding was interesting. Or it is interesting. I'm still playing through that. Uh what what where are you in Xenoblade? Um I'm still very early in the game. I actually haven't touched it in a couple months. I'm still very early in the game. I have the um her name is escaping me right now. Charla? Yes. Shop shooter Charla. I tried to play um shulk in smash and i could not get over the, the, his voice so i couldn't play him because it just made me laugh i love shulk i love his english voice it fits him so much better than this japanese one i've been playing xenoblade 2 in japanese and there's like a dlc where you can um get shulk and fiora mm-hmm. um and like it's supposed to i don't know if it's canon they're like it happens like right after shulk picks up the monado i'm like oh of course it does um but like i have to hear their voices in japanese and it's just not the same I like, I really like Fiora's husky voice. Just throwing that out there. I've been trying to um, figure out because I'm I'm getting more and more interested in the Xenoblade series only because of its very very loose attachment to the Xeno games that I have played, which are the the two of the three Xenosaga games. Um, and I'm just I've been kind of digging a little bit into like what connecting fiber there is between some of them, like the. Apparently, the Zohar is like the still Zohar, kind of a the thing. Zohar is in every single game made by Monolith in some way. Mm-hmm. And then there's the um, 
it sounds like it's supposed to be a bridge like that game takes place between the original xenogears and xenosaga and xenosaga is like the first one technically in chronology you could they're all they're not like actually connected but like they did repurpose the stuff that was supposed to be part of the xenogears like you know there's supposed to be like what like a, like as many as there are star wars games of that um, there's supposed to be that many, but they repurposed a lot of what was supposed to be previous Xenogears into Xenosaga, and I wouldn't be surprised if they did that with Xenoblade as well, even though it was like intended to be separate, because it wasn't even going to be called Xenoblade initially, it was going to be called Monado, the beginning of the world, or some bullshit like that. Uh, but the there's, world there's building in, is fantastic. Oh yeah, like the, that game is great at that, like it feels lived in, like all the different areas feel nice and memorable, um, I don't know if you've met any, but like the little, mo- like the, the, the Nopon, the little, like, yeah, the little, the I, little cr- critter things. I love them. I usually hate mascot characters in games, but I love all the Nopon in that game because there's just something very wholesome about them. Even though I'm like, God, I should hate you. Cause you're very, very obviously a cash grab mascot, like cute character for merch. But for some reason I love you. <laughs> Well, and maybe you maybe you like them or have more affinity to them because there is not a lot out there with Xeno, Xenoblade merch. I mean, mm. there's just not. You'll run into a character that is a Nopon, and you'll under, probably understand why I love them when you meet them. Yeah, yeah. I need to I need to get back in to that. I have not had a lot of time to do things. I've been very sleepy lately. <laughs> same, same. I I've mean, been like the time change does not help. Oh. <laughs> I fell asleep after 2.30 yesterday and woke up at 6.30 today. <laughs> like, I just laid in I've bed. Been... I'm like, I would love to sleep. It would be great. That happened with um, Alchemy Fox as well. Like, I, w- I woke up at 2 in the morning and she was gone. And, like, apparently she didn't get to bed again until, like, 6 in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> like, why? I've been, I've been waking up at, like, I'll, I'll fall asleep and then I'll just kind of be like, okay, fine. I'm just going to go to bed because I'm tired. And then I'll wake up at like three in the morning for no reason whatsoever and not be able to go back to sleep until like five. Oh, no. Yeah. I've been like yeah. fighting and taking naps every day. I've been like mm-hmm. trying to like set an alarm. I think I got it down to 40 minutes today. A cup yesterday was like two hours because I just crashed. Um, and there's only so much caffeine I can intake before my heart explodes and before I'm awake all night again. But today I've yeah, had like just do two a bunch of downward coffee. dogs. That's cuz the, all the blood goes to your head and it actually helps wake you up. I don't I don't know about that. It's true down downward dog actually does wake you up. I've been um trying to get up in the morning and and like take about 10 minutes just to myself to mm-hmm. meditate or just be by myself for a little bit and it always makes me sleepy, so I always do, like, yoga poses after it because it wakes you up. I've had, like, two cups of coffee, um, in, uh, a gamer energy drink, and then another energy drink while I'm having this booze so I don't get too sleepy while drinking the booze. I can't I do only, that. uh... I'm at that I, age. I've, I've, been, I've been surviving on the toxicity of Coke with coffee the past few days in the hopes I'm, that I will eventually be normal again. Wait, I'm sorry. wait, wait, are you, wait, wait. Are you drinking that nasty Coke coffee drink? I actually like the flavor. I don't want to drink it too often because it's definitely toxic, but I thought I know that there's like a Coke I know there's a Coke coffee, which sounds awful, but for a second good. there I thought you were like mixing Coke with coffee and I was like, no. 
No, no, it's the Coke coffee drink, but I mean, based on what I've read on the ingredients list, it is actually literally like Brazilian coffee beans ground and then mixed into Coca-Cola. I mean, to be fair, when I used to work at the coffee shop, I used to make two shots of espresso, put them in a cup with ice, and then fill the rest with Coca-Cola. It, no, it, it was pairs. There's like a there's like it, mocha notes to coffee that pair was, well with Coca Cola's kind of. It was a weird thing. Like flavor. I would not say it tasted good, but it was one of those drinks I would take a sip and be like, "This isn't great." I kind of want to try that again, and I would just keep drinking it based on that alone because my body would have to confirm that it wasn't as good as I thought every <laughs> single time I drank it. <laughs> you're trying to prove <laughs> yourself wrong. Uh, that was me with lavender soda. I found it randomly in like a TJ Maxx a decade ago. <laughs> and I remember Maxx. that being, I remember it as being that kind of critical moment. It became known in our friend circle as uh, having a lavender soda moment where you drink it like, ugh, that's awful. Uh, l- let me taste it one more time. Lavender soda uh, no, sounds. No, it's still bad. Yeah, lavender soda sounds. But you know, awful. I can, it's. I, you know, I do. I do still have like three quarters of it left, though. Oh, it's like no. when you smell something really bad, but then you have to confirm it was actually that awful, and you just, then you call people in. They're like, come here. Yeah, it's like, hey, hey, does this taste as bad as I think it does? <laughs> yeah, do. Oh, dude, it's awful. I do that to my girlfriend all the time. I'm like, will you try this? This is awful. She's like, you're not selling me on this. I'm like, I need someone else to confirm this, though. Because I've been drinking this, it tastes awful, but I need someone else to tell me. Uh, yeah, I do actually like lavender a lot as a flavor profile for things, but it definitely does not work in soda. That just makes it taste like soap with carbonation. Mm-hmm. Timber, do I need another White Claw? Uh, yes. Do you have Get more cookies while you're at it. No, the cookies I haven't eaten yet. I kind of wanted them around if I wanted to eat them, but they're more like to have the next few days. They're like an emergency cookie. Because like we ha- we haven't been buying snacks because I don't want snacks in the house, so I don't be tempted to eat them. So I just ordered I seventeen dollars worth of cookies. Yeah, I do have I, I do have a similar thing. I've been I, I literally haven't bought snacks in like four months, and that cupboard is getting like super super empty, and I'm just like, okay, soon. It'll all be gone. Like I'm are you, are you not buy buying something. snacks because you are trying to eat healthier? Because when I do that, I just, I literally just buy a whole bunch of vegetables and hummus and cut up fruit and then nothing else. So I have no choice but to eat. I started doing that. Yeah. I, have, I have a whole bunch of zucchini in the fridge. That See, I, just I don't do that. Like, I just I don't eat. buy anything to replace it. So I'm just in pain all the time. <laughs> oh, yeah. See, I... When I was doing that food plan last year, which I'm still kind of doing, it's just moving, hecked it all up for a long time. Uh, I trained myself to eat at like two to three hour intervals. And so if I don't do that, I get like super crabby and tired and ugh. Yeah, my dad keeps trying to convince me to just not eat for whole days. No, Because don't of that like that. intermittent fasting thing. I'm nope. like, uh, I don't know. Please don't do that to yourself. I have black cherry now. Oh no! Does it? You didn't have any more white claws, or it's black cherry white claw. Okay, oh, I, I had go. this argument with Tom. The black cherry white claw tastes like medicine. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, it tastes like. I mean, that's just cherry. It tastes in like most artificial things. It's like cough cherry syrup. soda tastes good. This tastes like cough drops. It's because it the still alcohol depends in on it. which cherry soda. That's arguable. What? What's arguable? It depends on which cherry soda you're talking about. I mean, if we're talking like, 
cheer wine than cheer. Oh, I want cheer wine. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Did I just spoil your white cloth? No, I want cheer wine now. Cheer wine's so much better because it's just cherry soda. They somehow actually sell it at a store near me, even though I'm nowhere near the south, so I'm kind of happy like, about that. I live in the middle of Missouri, and we're not rural enough to have that. We're in, like, the college town here. I mean, I don't even know if it's, like, even worth hiding where I live anymore because I have a P.O. box that's, like, public. But like, I feel like the... I feel like you probably would still want to conceal something. Well, I'm not going to say, like, oh, I live on this street near this, across the street from that. No, but, like, it's not, it's it's a college town in Missouri in the middle of it. There's not many. There's not many. There's, like, two or three I can think of off the top of my head. Um, we don't, we're, we're, since we're, like, in the liberal bubble of it being a college town, we don't get the southern stuff in here. Well, and you don't the have, like, The most southern or, I mean, like, country thing we have is a gas station, uh, gas station chain called Come and Go. Oh. We have those. Yes, Fangirl. We have the we have come and goes. So oh, okay. for a, for a while, um, come and go was selling. It was like for a week they were selling T-shirts where like most of the proceeds um went to like a charity, but it was they said come and gay rights. Yep. Oh, I Lord. really want. I'm like I want to buy one because that's really funny. You're donating money. It's not all of it, but I guess it's still something. But I really don't want to give a corporation money. I'm going to go look on eBay for games now. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw those. Um, it made me laugh because uh, there is a there is a city in my... Close to where I live um, that's named Cumming. C-U-M-M-I-N-G? Yes. Oh, my and God. And there's T-shirts from a local store that... Um, the, the store, actually, all the proceeds from the t-shirts go to local charities like the Animal Shelter and the Women's Rights Shelter and oh. LGBTQ causes. But, um, yeah, so they have some pretty good t-shirts every now and then for that. I've never Norwalk. bought one. Norwalk. <laughs> Norwalk, the best thing next to coming. Yep. So. <laughs> Is this still, can I still buy this? Yeah, you can. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it's $25. I want this, but it's $25. It's $23.25 and... Everything goes to charity. This store literally gives half of their proceeds to charity. I know, but... I know. I, well, now I know what to get you for Christmas. Just give me something that says coming on it. Don't get me something with come on it, though. <laughs> now you can give the, now, now you can give the story every time. No, no, no. It's the town. It's fine. It's, it's, the, it's fine. Iowa, it's the town. It really does exist, sadly. That's this. The store has great T-shirts. So, uh, uh, what have you been playing, Timber? Yeah. Um. So, I'm kind of been. I kind of been playing the same, the same stuff that I had been for a while. I've I've been playing through Sakuna of Rice and Ruin, which did, uh, as of my last stream, I think, kind of hit its stride. Uh, it finally got to a point where I was like, okay, this is actually. I'm starting to really feel the gameplay loop and the things that it's having me do the satisfaction of of uh waking up in the in-game morning and going out to my farm field that actually has like full fields of rice in it with all the grass swaying back and forth and being like yeah you know i actually grew this and there's like this is the this is the season where it's got to be 30 percent irrigation in the field so i'm going to let some water in from the river and uh oh no it looks like it might be raining tonight so i'm going to have to make sure that i uh actually leave the the irrigation door open so that it doesn't drown uh my my rice and give it 
some kind of disease. So it, it gets really in depth with that stuff. And the, the fact that you feel yourself learning these things as you're, um, as you're playing and getting comfortable with, with kind of, uh, what it does, what, what it's been trying to teach you felt really, um, gratifying. And then on top of that, you go out, then you go and do demon slaying and, um, they start to shake things up with the levels too, where now as part of the platforming, there are these like water orbs that I have to jump into, uh, and that kind of float back and forth or up and down. And there's like this really neat effect on them where if it's raining, if you're, if you're coming to them during the rainy season, there's also the patter of the water actually falling on these water balls and like making the, the ripples through them as you're floating in them. So it's just little attention to detail stuff that really sells the game for me. It sounds like a more advanced version of Stardew Valley. So it's a very, the rice part is a very Stardew Valley thing, but it plays a lot more like, um, the best comparisons I've been able to think of are like Dark Cloud or Odin Sphere. Like it has that degree of, um, of interest in kind of the side scrolling combat. There's a lot of like, uh, combos and techniques that you can learn and use with your weapons of a, um, scythe and sickle um but when you're not doing the combat the rice is also like super super fleshed out to where it's a, a pretty good farming sim and just being able to flip between those things at any given moment makes it feel like a very full package right like i'll play the game and it's like i don't know i'm getting a little burned out and fighting things here and just about when i feel that i go oh right it's um what season is it oh yeah spring looks like going to be doing farming for the next 30 minutes or so so uh, so it kind of has its own built-in like on off switch for the kind of activity you'll be doing uh, and ultimately, it comes out feeling like a pretty um, relaxing experience, even doing it live. Um, outside of that, I, I mostly just really, really buckled down on getting a video edited. And I did finally post that live yesterday. So my 50-minute dissertation about Majora's Mask is now out there for the world to listen to, enjoy, um, see me do a, a thing where I'm Solid Snake for a minute. I'm very upset that you didn't ask me to be part of this video. Would you have wanted to be? Maybe. You asked Captain K before. That's true. Well, I'll I'll keep you in consideration for next. I didn't know you were interested. You didn't ask. Neither did you. If you do a video on Twilight <laughs> Princess, you better fucking talk to me about it. Okay. Right. <laughs> what? So you can Got- so you can tear it to shreds? Yes, yeah, because it's a bad game. Bad game for bad people with bad taste. It's like, I want to play Ocarina of Time again, but I don't want it to be good. Okay. I want the ugliest possible Zelda game possible. With a bunch of characters that look like slapped asses. Couldn't you just, like, get a ROM hack that's like Ocarina of Time Chaos Edition? Would that work? Yeah. I enjoy Twilight Princess. I find it... I find the dungeons fun... Dungeon design's fine. It's just like everything else sucks. I really don't like Midna. Don't like Midna I at all. Midna. I, Midna's, Midna's the one yeah. like redeeming quality of those games. Yeah. I'd rather have Fi. I prefer Fi. No. She's a robot. I really should have uh, recorded my reaction to watching the Nintendo Direct. That would have been fun. I saw that and then I like one immediately. Went, I don't know if you listen to our past podcast about yeah. it. 
was on Twitter, and everyone's just like, oh, I bet they're going to announce like a big Zelda 3D collection with all five games in it. One of them was all five games. Another one was, someone's like, oh, I was expecting them to do Ocarina of Time, uh, Majora's Mask, and Twilight Princess. I'm like, why the fuck would they skip Wind Waker? Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. Um, other ones were just expecting like um, just the three um, GameCube era ones, GameCube Wii era ones together. I'm like, ah, you guys are... It, it was a bunch of people, I'm like, how delusional are you mm-hmm. when it comes to Nintendo to think that they could, like, three, two games that they sold for 60 bucks each, one game they haven't re-released yet, and you think they're going to bundle them all together for 60 bucks? Well... I wish I... Like, that's Silent Hill fan level delusional. Yeah. They, and they, the, what they were thinking was they did the same thing for Mario. They did that for Mario, but, but the thing is... But Mario was like... One N64 game, one GameCube game, one Wii game, and only one of those games has never been re-released. Well, and I also don't think, and this is not a slap against Mario games, or maybe it kind of is, I don't think Mario has the kind of staying power as Zelda does, because I think Nintendo knows that if they did want to put all five of those on the Switch for some port, and if they wanted to charge... They know, you know they know they uh, can sell each Zelda game individually. Yep. They know they can't do that for Mario. Yep. I would I would absolutely I would I would buy it. I would. Just because, you know, on the off chance my Wii U dies, you know. I Yeah, because because despite the fact that Shigeru Miyamoto has explicitly professed that he doesn't think that stories are important in video games, it's the number one reason why the Zelda games can outperform Mario on any day. And it's mm-hmm. the fact that there is a distinct, unique thing that's happening in each of them that's not tied strictly to the underlying game mechanics. Mario is the same game every time. Yep. Can I, I tell you- cannot wait. For Miyamoto to retire, I am, ba- I am praying, and I don't do none of that for him to retire because I want him as far away from Nintendo as possible because he ruins everything he touches. You think? Uh yes. Um, Super Paper Mario or Paper Mario was ruined because of him. Origami King, yeah, the district like, or- Origami rules on- King, whatever. With that one, it's just like Paper Mario was a story based RPG with really good writing, and then he they made Sticker Star, which was supposed to be returned to form. He's like, can you make an RPG with no story? He got them to delete the story, <laughs> and then he simplified the mechanics down to the fact that there is no fucking leveling system in in, in Sticker Star. What's the point? There's turn-based gameplay, you have to use stickers, you can't defend, so you always have to attack during fights, and the only thing that you upgrade in fights is your health. So, like, you'll hit, like, 100 points, and your health will go up by 5 points. It is the most basic, bare-bones, bullshit type of, like, RPG ever, and he's just, like, sitting there proud and smug, and he, I just, I want to shove every copy of that game up his ass. I will do it manually, no lube, just dry. I, I fucking think, hate that game. I honestly think that's a fair assessment. I really do. But the thing is, and I, this is not defending the defending him because I think you're 100 percent right. When it comes to story in video games, you have a large camp that definitely wants a story in video games, and then you have an equally large camp that anytime there is any more of a story than like what Breath of the Wild had to offer, which was minimal at best. Hmm. Anytime there's any more of that, they throw a fit. But the problem was he was removing story from games that were story-based. It's one thing if he's like, oh, the Mario platformer games have gotten too story-heavy. Like, 
to be honest, as much as I love Sunshine, you have to sit there a bunch of cutscenes that you don't give a shit about. Uh-huh. But it's like Paper Mario was known for its story in writing, and to remove that aspect of it, it means it's not Paper Mario anymore. Yeah, it removes its yeah. identity completely. Like because yeah. they sw- they changed the gameplay in Super Paper Mario, but the writing and story was still there, and then he just took it out completely. Like I don't know, he's such a fucking boomer. He needs to stop making stuff. Like, he doesn't even, like, have that much to do with developing anymore. He just goes by and, like, fucks everything just, up and leaves. Yeah, I was going to say, it's he's in creative, what is it, like, creative control of it, where mm-hmm. he's not actively writing or actively producing or actively inputting. It's just the creative control. Yeah. Or he yeah. just, like, everyone listens to him because he's, he's Miyamoto. If he comes by and he's like, I don't want you guys to do this, they cease doing that because they have to. It's kind of like Lucas and the store, the hold he had over Star Wars for a long time. I'm also just like, it. it's weird to me, and this is kind of just grasping at what I can see in terms of trends, that some of the darkest and best writing that existed in the Zelda franchise was done by Yoshiaki Koizumi, mm-hmm. who after... Majora's Mask got relegated to basically, hey man, that dark stuff you were writing. Um, can you just do the Mario games from now on and like Donkey Kong Jungle Beat? Would that is that okay with you? Because like that way I can watch you and make sure you don't make another Majora's Mask. <laughs> and, that, and that's unfortunate. And I, I understand where people are coming from because a lot of times. We don't want to confront darker subjects and stories, but Majora's Mask was good because it took that head on. Like, yeah, I I, I absolutely agree. I, I I do think that there's some like he's the he's the one person on the team that's like, wow, you could make a really dark thing here, and you're being held back by the team you're on, but that that's okay. Well, and it's the same thing, kind of on the same topic of not the same topic, but like I prefer games that do have a little bit of a darker narrative um or at least a darker top like subject matter like okay jj mm-hmm. macfield in the island of memories for example that's that could be considered a dark game the narrative is amazing it's absolutely outstanding but the gameplay oh, the, itself the, the is kind of dark that game's a body horror game yeah it's, it's like it's not, it's not a horror, horror game in the traditional sense of like it being scary but it's body horror that is a mm-hmm. body horror video game and there's some dark subject matter in there i mean they talk about they talk about suicide and they talk about you know identity things and those are all good things to talk about because we have to confront them but at the same time you have to do it really in a really good matter and if majora's mask is in fact about grief i think it did a really good job of demonstrating how that feels I still cannot believe that The Missing was made by Sweary. It was made by a Japanese developing team. Like, I just cannot... I still cannot believe that that was made by that group. I Because I, seeing what they made before and after, I'm like, how did you like knock it out of the park this one time? How did you do this? Because then, like, he also made spy fiction. <laughs> if you don't know what spy fiction is, spy fiction is what if Sweary saw Metal Gear Solid 2 and then like made his own game inspired by it. It's amazing. It's terrible. <laughs> but it's pretty much that. Because like it even tries to go for the whole like they have their own nano machines thing in it. It's it was a whole thing. I just played through that. That was a whole thing. And like it had cool ideas, but like the dude that made that made like one of the best like well well written and uh, well represented like LBGTQ plus 
um, games I've ever played. Uh-huh. Like, from, like, you know, a, like, an established, like, that's not an indie game. I guess it's, like, it's indie adjacent, because, like, sw- it's weird when, like, these bigger developers, like, make their own studios, because, like, you're technically an indie dev, but you co- you're you coming from, like, like, big corporation mindset, so, like, are you, though? Because, like, Bloodstained is also technically an indie game, but, like, all those people used to work at Konami, so now it's just an indie game made of, up of people who used to work at a AAA developer. Where do they fall? That is the question of the, uh, <laughs> the, question of the night. Well, that, they, well, they actually officially fall, so I, I heard this described for um, Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice as kind of um what people refer to as the double a mm-hmm. gaming genre so not you know it's not a triple a dev it's not really indie they're kind of in a weird middle ground but um just kind of roping back on that topic though i do think that the um and anything that that can broach a, a darker topic uh like uh, uh spy fiction um <laughs> <laughs> thanks thanks are, Yes, yes. Um, are are important for twofold reasons if you look at them in terms of their writing. One piece of it is you can relate with it if mm. it's some, if it's like a darker subject matter that people that's actually relatable and something that exists in people's lives. You can look at it and go, "Oh wow, other people feel this too." I can I can relate with what's going on here. Uh-huh. The other piece of it, and and one of my favorite things that I've been kind of going through with stuff like watching Avatar: The Last Airbender and Korra, um, are when they're smart enough writing to not only tar- tackle darker topics or, or darker themes in, in character-driven narratives, but to then also propose a solution yes. to some of those darker, heavier issues. Yeah. You know, which giving the, you almost direction in some ways. Which Avatar series did you say was better? Between the two? It's yeah. definitely the first, Avatar The Last Airbender. Okay. Because I got a lot of feedback from people about your take on that. <laughs> That um, the, car- the cartoon sure, was good? I'm pretty sure every single person that listened to it that responded back said, how does Timber not like Korra better? Really? You're, you're I have the heard minority the exact opposite. Like, everybody I know has said Avatar is better. I, I know so many people that love Korra, but I think it's because Korra is the gay, I think. Well, so the, it's kind of interesting because like, I do not dislike Korra, and probably my opinion since that that episode have changed a bit because I've watched more of it and have gotten to some really good parts of Korra that, that I hadn't really seen before. Um, it's, it's good. Uh, there are, there are definitely problems with it. And and certainly some of the biggest ones are just character motivations or sort of rushed character arcs that didn't really resolve in very satisfying ways. Um, like there's an entire romance between one important character Korra and another important girl character in Korra that happen in like season four and they go to all this trouble of like creating a rift between these characters just to come back in one of the later episodes and be like yeah I won't be mad at you if you do this then he does it and they go I'm not mad at you anymore I'm like wow that's a really neat and clean way to resolve this very complex emotional state that these people were in so that you can cleanly finish this in like the next two episodes (laughs) so that this show can end yeah it's definitely one of those like I don't think they had a choice in that they were expecting another season they're like nope yeah so I never watched it because cartoons are for children (laughs) wow this this uh adult 
over here um, with his spy fiction. Hey, <laughs> look, I've played so I've played so many games lately because I keep finishing them very quickly, and that was well, that's the, the nature of horror games. Really, I, I haven't been playing horror. That's the thing. I really haven't been. Yeah, you've been playing retro and and or bad bad games. It was yeah, jank. I just jank. jank retro yeah. jank is just it's the best way to describe it. Yeah, I do. I do kind of want to know like if people would enjoy or if it could possibly succeed if somebody were to make like a a, a JRPG length open world horror game. Like, how would that work? Yeah, it would work. Would it be? I don't think it would work because mm-hmm. like, and I'm going to even though it was not J. JRPG, um, Alien Isolation was too damn long for a horror game. An RPG length would be way too long. Yeah. Alien Isolation was a straight-up horror game, and it was too damn long. It was pretty... Yeah, I I can agree with that. Um, I don't necessarily attribute Alien Isolation's failures to its length, though. The length... Oh, yeah, I mean, I I agree, but the length did not help. The length didn't help, but it's mostly that they just, like, it's clear that there were sections that were basically padded for time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they were recycling the same game mechanic they could and remove, the same You could areas. remove every single encounter with humans in that game and half of the robot encounters and lose nothing of value. Yeah. Agreed. Um, uh, what have you... So, so in case I ask you this question again, Kyo, what have you been playing lately? You'll have a better answer for me. Yeah, because I'm still waiting for you to ask me. Didn't didn't I thought Fangirl asked you a second ago? I asked I you, Timber. Say. Oh no, we skipped Kyo. Kyo, what well, games I were you playing? I assumed he was next. Um, it's I'm I'm always last usually, so, so I surprised. haven't. I like in the past, like in during this current calendar month, I have only played one horror game because I have played a majority of the retro horror games that are out that are worth my time. Some there are more that exist that are like Japan only or something like that, or there's like really expensive ones like Kuon, which like it's hard to get a hold of a legit copy of and I try and pad out my acquired games that I get so people stop asking me to just download shit um but um I played no I played two I guess technically two um I've been playing a lot of just PS2 games I'm I've been it's been a weird spot ever since like I got partnered like I had like January to kind of like go back to normal and finish stuff up February was weird because I know what the fuck I was doing and I've kind of like hit this niche where I'm like in the weird space where like I don't fit in with the other retro people but I don't fit in with the horror people and I only like focus on 3D games in the retro sphere so that's exactly where I am with the kind of games that I like anyway but that's what makes you unique you have your own niche you don't have to fit into something else you are you it's just it's just weird though because I'm like I'm like the only horror person the only like retro person I know of specifically that focuses almost entirely on 3D games that start like PS1 era to PS2 because there's a would you believe a community full of people 30 years old and older um, would be gatekeepy about what is considered part of their grouping? Would you? Can you believe that? No, that I retro can. People Shocking. in the retro community would gatekeep what they consider retro. It's really weird. I went on this like rant a little bit earlier. When we were in high school, which was like what mid 2000s, early to mid 2000s, they already were considering NES and Super NES retro at that point. The last games for Super Nintendo came out less than 10 like let's see, 96. The what was the Super Nintendo it was like 92, 91, 92 to 96. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
which was like only about a decade prior to me entering high school. And at that point, those games were considered retro. Mm -hmm. Now, what, 14 years later, the same amount of time between then to high school as like from high school to now for me, all the games that were on like the 2000s would be in the same like, you know, like distance and people keep arguing with me about how they're not retro someone came in one day and he's like can you believe some people think the ps2 is retro and i'm like hiding all my shit and like turning off my game i'm like yeah yeah right this is fucking stupid right yeah yeah man we're playing donkey kong 64 on the n64 again today (laughs) yeah yeah and i'm like hiding like yeah yeah we definitely um yeah yeah um resident evil 4 is definitely not a retro game <laughs> just like hiding that shit <laughs> i think people that grew up playing playstation 2 or it came out when they were in high school or in college re- resist it being called retro for the same pe- reason that people will disagree that 90s music is retro because they don't want to admit I, that they're getting older. I, I, oh, that that one I actually hate. That makes me nauseous. The '90s music um, being retro. Yeah, like that's it's like retro. gonna be that's gonna be on the golden oldies. That's, oh yeah, dad rock now is like it's '90s music. Yep. I've been on an I've been on a '90s me. music kick lately. It kills me to think lately. of Alanis Morissette as something that's like oh absolutely the thing they'll be playing on the school bus. Mom's listening to Mom's listening to Backstreet Boys again for some reason. I don't know. They're pretty old. I, I, I have not been listening to Backstreet Boys. I've been listening. To, I was more grunge. But like stuff like that. Just think mm-hmm. about Nirvana as being dad rock now. Yeah. It hurts a little. Things. But yeah, it's a whole like no one wants to feel old. So yep. they're like, it can't be. I'm like, no, it's fucking old at this point. The yep. GameCube came out in 2000 or 2001 around there. It is 20 years old. Yep. It is roughly two decades old. It is older than some people currently on this website watching it. <laughs> yep. Luigi's Mansion is a retro game, whether anyone wants to accept that or not. So, like, it's a constant, like, back and forth in that. But anyway, yeah. So, I'm, like, the only person that plays, like, 3D games, like, PS2, PS1, because those are, like, when games kind of got interesting. I don't... Super Nintendo is fun, but that's where they, like... I don't know. I like 3D games better. So, like, I focus I'm on the same those. way. I I just I honestly don't like 2D. I just don't like 2D games as much as 3D ones. And I, give me any 2D game, and I'll say that was all right. But like, if only it were 3D. See, it depends on the game for me because again, nostalgia is a hell of a drug. There yeah. are certain games that you have a nostalgic attachment to because that was what you played on. Like Super Mario World was the last Mario game I liked. I don't like any of the 3D Mario's, and there's a lot of people who don't like any of the 3D Zeldas. So. Depends I know a lot of people that like that. I'm like, to. it's fun with like, oh, I only like the 2D ones, and the most of them just mean like one, two, a link to the past, and Link's Awakening. That's it. that's all they mean by that too. Yeah. Like they don't even really factor in the Oracle games because they came out too late for them. Yeah. Well, and I've never played the Oracle games. I've just heard they're they're oh, they're, very, they're they're good. They're okay. They're okay. A lot of people talk oh. about how amazing they are. They're they're okay. Like it's they're fine. They're fine, Ze- like portable Zelda experiences. They're fine. Ah, and for a minute, I thought we'd agree on something. I mean, they're fine. They're like they're they're whatever. They're just like Link's Awakening's better. I still, to be fair, to be fair, to be fair, I need to play Link's Awakening. Don't play that's, the Switch that's on version because it's bad. Actually, a big draw for me now to play Link's Awakening that I didn't have before is the knowledge that it's one of the first games that Yoshiaki Koizumi helped make. So, like, hey, 
my favorite writer on the Nintendo staff. I should probably play that. Um, is it weird to think about having writers at the Nintendo staff? I, I know. Well, what a thought. <laughs> like, those exist anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but um, lately, I've been playing, like, a bunch of weird PS2 games. And, like, some are horror, but some I just say are jank or weird. I like weird jank overall better. It's actually a big shock to some people come by like, oh, I'm not playing a horror game. I'm sure you're disappointed. I'm like, I prefer JRPGs, to be honest. I would rather take a nice grindy JRPG over a horror game any day, but no one likes to watch grinding. And that's a different website. You got to watch for that. So, like, I played... Um, <laughs> it's true. I'm not wrong. I'm not no, wrong. I mean, you're not but wrong, can, but can, still. Can, what, what, what if just, like, while you're grinding, you're doing an ASMR narration of a book so that it gives people something to listen to while they watch you you grind here you go timber asmr for all that's the name of your channel and you just do a ton of things at one time that just become noise (laughs) (laughs) i was like today i'm cooking this hot pot while um also reading chapters of um dorian gray uh and we're also going to (laughs) if you read if you read dorian gray i would actually totally come by and listen to that because that's one of my favorite books oh I, yes, I should love do this. that book i will send you the name of the guy that i've been watching i think it's perfect for you to test the waters like secretly <laughs> like if you don't want to do on that's why i say like oh, if you don't want to do on your main thing it's a perfect thing for you to test the waters because you got the voice for it i would i want cap and k because we have to get our we, we yeah. have we have to have a Cap and K reference every episode. <laughs> I would love Cap and K to switch over to ASMR, but not change what he's doing. Just change the category to ASMR. Okay, what'll happen when Cap and K finally actually listens to the podcast and realizes we talk about him every single time? I hope someone goes through and like does like a chronology of like all the things that we have ever talked about. And like makes a wiki, and there's just one of Cap and K with a question mark for a picture because they don't know who he is, and it just chronicles all the things we've said about him. I would love that. Yeah, and then one day he'll be like, "I don't know why you didn't just have me on as a guest." Like, oh, you know why we don't have him on for a guest? Because we told him what time we started, he wouldn't be there for it. He'd be like, we don't want to really wake up at no like seven p.m. on a on a day. Oh my Ooh, I'm more of like a 11 p.m. kind of guy. <laughs> it's more like a 1 p.m. kind of guy. <laughs> or 1 a.m. Apologies. But um, yeah, as far as games I've been playing, um, I played. I think it's. I think this game actually Fangirl would really like it. It's called Gregory Horror Show. It didn't come out in the U.S., so you'd have to emulate it on PS2. Okay. It's a horror game made by Capcom that's based on a kids, like uh, like kind of teenage age. Um, horror 3d anime from japan but it's kind of its own thing you can play it without knowing anything about it but it's basically a puzzle horror game you you are this random child person you can pick boy or girl and you go in there and um you have to get spirits that like these bottled spirits that all these um characters have so um because you have to give them to the swedish grim grim reaper that's not that's a thing so you get the souls, <laughs> you need to bring the Swedish Grim Reaper, but to get the souls, you have to, it's like a puzzle trying to figure out how do you get this from the, the you know, the, the monster character walking around. How do you get it? The first one you just get from this cat zombie. The second one, um, you have this like alligator dressed up like a nurse, like, you know, with the white jacket and the white hat and everything carrying on a giant syringe because she's going to steal your blood. This is all very cutesy and played 
like it's like sinister but wholesome so you have okay. to find out how to get it from her so like what you have to do to get it from her because her thing is she's clumsy so you get her to slip on a banana peel she drops her her soul and you take it but if she catches you she drains your blood and you you pass out and like they show like a giant needle going in your head it's cartoony but like it is things like that but it still has this kind of like darker narrative undertones to it and like each character has a new gimmick to how to get it from there but it's such a fun experience and it was such a different take on it but it's made by capcom so you have green red and yellow herbs to heal it's fixed camera angles um for the most part you can you don't have to use tank controls for it it's such an odd game but i it's it's like luigi's mansion level of horror where like it's spooky but like a little bit more dark towards that um, but like it's still like I could give this to a child and it wouldn't scar them for life. That but it might make them. I wish they would have released it here because it's actually really good. Is Ill Bleed scarring for children? Yes. Um, well, considering <laughs> I feel like Ill Bleed would be scarring for adults. Considering yes, what it... the good ending in- involves, the main character, like the main protagonist, being like naked, it might. Yeah. Yeah. Depends on how shamed kids have been about nudity. I mean, it's it's more of like it's just gazing like nudity, and she's underage. Oh, that so no, weird. oh no. Yeah, yeah. Kyo, I almost forgot to ask. Did you ever do the thing where you just don't get the dude's brain back in in Illbleed? Oh no, but like his um, he's a lot dumber, and his um stats are lower, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, he, and also it affects all of his dialogue. Oh, I didn't know that. Forward. I did not yeah. know that. I've never actually <laughs> finished the game. That's one of those weird games where I was like, yeah, play that, and then I play it, and I'm having fun, but, like, chat goes dead, so I'm like, ah, I'll finish this some other time. It's a, it's a hard, yeah, the, the problem is it isn't a good game. Like, it's really fun to know what happens, mm-hmm. because any time that it's not the game, and it's just this wild B-movie schlocky thing, it's amazing. It's just unfortunate that if you're actually playing the game good, nothing actually happens. I think like, it's, the whole it's, thing is just like it's definitely these. one of those games that's like been talked up so much. Everyone's like, "Oh yeah, it'll bleed." I've heard of that. Heard it's really weird. And then they see it, they're like, "Oh, this sucks." I'm like, "Yeah, it sucks." But this is one of the most interesting horror games. Technically, I can explain to people. But like once people <laughs> see that it's like not honestly once they see it's not resident evil silent hill um fatal frame they like tune out yeah it's like wait it doesn't take itself seriously nope whatever that's why i love it that video is almost hitting a thousand views that i did about blue stringer and ill bleed meanwhile i saw that yeah i was like what the fuck is going on with why is this one watch my other shit Um, but on top of that i played like this weird korea only ps2 horror game which (laughs) was really bad but i loved it called mystic knights that game what does that make you think of when i say mystic knights makes me think of the knights game the one that's like you know with the with the weird gesture mascot character but like it kind of has it feel like fantasy almost yeah definitely well this takes place in like modern day united (laughs) states where all the characters are korean though i think or they all look korean i don't know if it's just like a product of like people draw what they're what they look like you draw yourself and you're like what do i draw you tend to draw what's familiar before something else but it takes place in like modern u.s um or something like that you're at like the cdc or something but like it's a vampire 
disease that broke out in a lab and you are running around trying to stop it and find out people and figure out what's going on. Um, the enemies range from really weird, like, um, like kind of zombie looking monsters, uh, to vampire motorcycles. Okay. All really right. weird game. The story was really stupid. We I got soft locked at the end, so I couldn't finish. Everyone's like, "You're gonna finish uh, it?" Like I got to the final boss, I had no saving or anything, and like the enemies respawn when you leave rooms, and I was like, "I don't have enough." I'd have to like redo two hours of the game, and at that point, it's not fun anymore. But that was a fun, interesting game. I'll probably replay that at some point. I played Curse Eye of Isis. <laughs> that game yes, was. You've mentioned that one being pretty bad. That game was five hours longer than it needed to be. It was like ten <laughs> hours long. <laughs> I played it on easy. It just was too long. It was too long. It included... It was like Resident Evil if it took place... It was like Resident Evil meets Night of the Museum, but set in, like, late 18, 1800s uh, England. Um, and, like, it just was way too long. There's a terrible boat section, and there's mummies. Majority of the enemies were farts. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> like, well, like literal farts, or just, like, fart-like well, characters? This- to kind of like show like oh you know the curse of isis type of thing it was like this green cloud that would like take over enemies but it would also leave enemies when they died so i'm like so we're fighting farts <laughs> this enemy died it released gas this one smelled it and turned into an enemy we are fighting farts <laughs> i have never talked about farts as much in my life as i did during that stream <laughs> well to, you, you need to be clear it's mummy farts sorry it's mummy farts <laughs> That game was way too long. No, the 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 story didn't make. Neither of you going to play this, are you? Of course not. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. None of the stories really explain majority of the time, and you're like just this typical like white British dude, and like you have this redhead like white British woman who shows up sometimes, and you have this like uh, Saudi Arabian guy. I think he was Saudi Arabian. I try to remember if they actually gave him a nationality or if he was just generic Middle Eastern or I think he might have been Egyptian, but they really were never very specific. They just gave him the name of Abdul. Abdul just showed up randomly to be your save point. Like you'd get through, like you'd be going through this one way tunnel filled with enemies. And then you get to some place and there'd be a door and Abdul walks through it. You're like, how the fuck did you get here? I was convinced the entire time that he was God. He was God. And God was following you around, and just he was your save point. It got to the point at the end of the game because this one enemy, this one person kept trying to shoot us with a crossbow, but they had like stormtrooper aim. And we find out this person who that was doing that was the twin sister of the redhead that we were playing as earlier, but they didn't know each other existed because after her, their parents and the main character's parents opened the temple of Isis and went there and touched the relic. Somehow, something happened to where her parents just gave up one of the kids. And they were both trying to return this idol back to there without knowing, but still trying to kill each other the entire way. And Abdul shows up in the last ten minutes of the game to explain the entire plot because they realized that they hadn't done that yet. So I'm like, is he God? And we never find out if he's God, but I'm pretty sure he is. What is he played by Morgan Freeman? <laughs> no. But like he just shows up and he's like, ah, yes, this person trying to kill you. She is your twin sister. You're like, how do you know this? How do you know? The only way is if you're like an omniscient being. Oh, my God. It was so weird. Like chat was just like, what the fuck is this? I'm like, I don't know. I have no idea. This came out in 2003. I have no idea what this is. 
Sounds like that's not even like that's like maybe the weirdest game I think I've played in a while. I need to be writing down these like plots of weird games and turning them into books. Yeah, I mean, might as well. No one's gonna like be like, you know what? This sounds like Curse Eye of Isis. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Outside of that, um, in spy fiction, which was also I explained, I have been playing through all the Team Eco games. Yes, uh, you did talk at length about Shadow of the Colossus recently. Did you actually play, like, Ico? Ico? So, I played Shadow of the Colossus on PS2 first, because that's what I owned, and then Fatal sent me a copy of Ico, which I played yesterday in one sitting. Then today, I played the Shadow of Colossus remake in one sitting. So tomorrow, I'll be playing The Last Guardian, hopefully not in one sitting, Um, but uh, that's the last one. That's the last unique entry, because, like... There's Eco, then Shadow of the Colossus, then Shadow of the Colossus Tech. Like the remake is technically it's it's a remake, but also a f- like overly faithful adaptation, but also different enough that it's like it's not like just an HD collection thing. So I played that. Are they related to each other? Because I have Shadow of the Colossus for PS4, and I purposely avoided there, that stream because I really want to play that. You won't get spoiled on other games by playing one. You can see maybe yeah. vague connections, but there's no like. Yeah, they're set connection. in the same like world, oh, okay. but they're not. There's no connectivity. Mm-hmm. Like okay. everyone says that Eco is the prequel to Shadow of the Colossus, though Eco could be seen as a sequel and a prequel to Shadow of the Colossus. And I think Last Guardian's like far flung in a different time period, but they're all in the same world of like weirdness. I think it's worth it's worth playing all of them. Um, so far, Eco is my favorite. Surprisingly, I really enjoyed my time with. Um, Ico, but I never got very far because I legitimately got scared by that game. <laughs> it was so unnerving having to deal with the um, shadow beast just taking the oh taking the, the girl away. That um the combat's bad. Like the combat is so bad. I wish they just removed it. There was only like there was like two encounters, maybe two or three total combat encounters over like the course of a seven hour stream where I was just like, I hate this. I hate this so much. But they're pretty nice about checkpoints. And all you have to do is you can stand over the portal where they're, like, um, pulling Yordle in there and just, like, whack at her and, like, you know, pull her out and just whack at all the things. It's just annoying. It's it's not difficult. It's annoying. Yeah. I I probably would handle it a lot better now, but when I was a kid, I would, like... Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could see that. That could be scary for a kid because it's like that Kingdom Hearts level scary where, like, if you were under the age of, like, 12 you will probably find this at least somewhat spooky or scary or just like you know unsettling for you yeah like, it's it's not even it's not even the enemies that were were creepy it's just the um it's the lack of control it's like a it's yeah. like a horror game it's the lack of control it's the fact that hey i'm doing my best here and this dumb girl is just like getting grabbed and i can't do anything about it over the course of the game, which I really liked it, um, none of the characters retained their real names from me because I got tired of them. Um, Eco just became boy because I didn't think he deserved a name anymore. Uh, Yo- Yorda became Yordle, and her name just got worse and worse the more her AI got stupid. And I don't know the name of the main antagonist, so I just called her Goth Mom. Fair enough. I didn't even remember there was an antagonist woman. Yeah, there's like a final boss, which is it's it's a joke of a final boss. It's like it was just fine because the combat was bad, not really a focus of the game really so much. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a very cute game. It was, I think, a nice, a, like it was a nice. It was just it was just nice. It was a nice game to play. It had frustrating moments, but I liked it. I like it had what I wanted Shadow of the Colossus to have, which was 
a reason for traversal. I hate yeah. Shadow of the Colossus where there's nothing else to do but fight enemy, fight the bosses. That's my biggest problem is there's there you can look around for like um little lizard stuff, little lizard boys and kill them for stamina, but there's nothing else to do. There's 16 bosses, you kill all the bosses, that's it. Hmm. But, Which, I mean, I love I love the big open fields with the 10 frames a second I can view it in. <laughs> Like it was, it was fine. Like I like Shadow of the Colossus. I think I prefer the original one just because I like the older art style. The new one looks beautiful, but it's different. I think they're both valid takes on that. Um, I don't think they could have really prettied up the PS2 version too much more without like a radical overhaul in colors and stuff. But I prefer the PS2's look because the PS2's game was pushing the hardware. The PS4 version is not pushing the hardware, so it's less impressive. That makes sense. It's mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah. so, like I preferred like the PS2 saying like, "Oh, this is struggling because it's just way too much of the PS2." Whereas like they didn't change enough in the remake remake for me for me to be like, "Oh, wow, this is definitely worth the the re release." It's not bad if it's the only version you have. Definitely play it. You should play it if you're interested in it at all. But it's like uh, you probably could have um, done more with this. Huh. There's like. They added some um, effects in it a couple areas. There's, like, one boss they added mist, and then another one where they added, like, fog. It's like, you made this a lot harder than it needed to be. You fixed the camera, but then made visibility low. So, good job. This is great for photo mode, though. Let me take a bunch of snapshots to post on my Twitter that no one gives a fuck about. Thank you for spending time on that and not on visibility. Thank you. I love this game I'm playing right now. Teehee, hashtag Shadow of the Colossus. Let me do my, my tip. Let me be like everyone else. Oh my god, this game is just so breathtaking. It's so yeah, I'm going to do that when I play it. It's just, just taking, the my, <laughs> taking the breath out of my taking the breath out of my lungs that I'm just going to keep talking because it's so breathtaking. Yeah, I mean, those are the Twitter those are the Twitter feeds of the people who don't have anybody following them that post yeah. those things. The ones that do actually have followers are like, lol, I shoved the horse through the mountain again. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, I was going to say, like, all the Twitter, <laughs> all of the screenshots I post for my games are like, when I do something real dumb. Hmm. My one tweet that's ever blown up um, was me walking around as Tidus in Final Fantasy X during a touching cutscene. <laughs> and I forgot about it, and that's the one tweet I've ever had that blew up, and I, like, muted it immediately because I got tired of people <laughs> liking it and retweeting it. I've thought about, like, years later going back, like, wow, this is blowing up. You guys should check out my SoundCloud. I fear... Link to the old podcast one. I fear uh, things like that. I had one thing kind of go viral on Tumblr once, and ever since then I've been like, ooh, No. I always forget that existed. Girlfriend so uses it to look up fan art and stuff. It's a very good Fire place Emblem. to find fan art. Like it. She she's been like deep in Fire Emblem Three Houses. Oh yeah. I found out her pairing, and I've been making fun of her for it. And she's like, "This is why I don't tell you anything. Is you make fun of me? What's I'm like, her well, pairing? You pick the most basic pick. You basic. What's her pairing? Um, Byleth and Dimitri. Okay, I'm. Just tell her to message me. Just tell her to message me. I will talk about it with her. I haven't played the game, but I will talk about it with her. <laughs> it's if just, she wants, really if she wants, no, 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 no. See, I will agree with her. I will wholeheartedly support her and encourage her. I'm gonna say this is something really weird. As like me, who's been trying to be very more open and accepting, and like I guess public about my own sexual identity. Dating a very straight person's weird. 
Because yeah. like I'm expecting her. I'm like, who's your ship? And I'm just waiting it to be like, uh, like you know, um, Byleth and like Edelgard or something like that. And she goes like very straight. And I'm like, oh, I I usually go very gay in games. I'm like, it's very weird for me because we don't have much to talk about here. <laughs> I can empathize with that a little bit. Uh, but I did realize I never mentioned the other game I played, which I only want to mention as part of the broader topic of I don't think I enjoyed playing Don't Starve. That game looked which awful. came up in the random roulette last week. I so I enjoy the art aesthetic of it. Um I enjoy the little shorts that they put out about it. Like it's it's very it knows what it wants to be, but the minute that you actually have to like do anything in the game it's 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 got the same problem that a lot of survival games have with the exception of minecraft where the objective is hey it's a survival game survive you shit i go okay and then you go and like get food and you get wood and you build a fire and you build up your little base and once you get to that stage the rest of it's just kind of okay now i just have to be on this plateau and keep plateauing to do what? Like, there's eventually a point in every survival game where I have to ask myself, now what? Now what do what do game do? Mm-hmm. Like, do I just do this indefinitely until I die and that's the game? Which is seems to be the case with a lot of survival games. It's just, there you go. The game is don't die for as long as possible. Well, that gets boring quick. Um, have you considered my, Valheim? I... I played some. I played some of it. Have you liked it? I I have kind of toyed with it a little bit. I got um, it was gifted to me, and I toyed with it a little bit. I think I I think I'm actually going to enjoy it. it. Huh? Did Kick give you it? Yeah. Yeah, that's one hundred percent Kick shit. That's why I was wondering. Yeah, she's way into it. She really likes it. She actually is responsible for um, the new computer that I have too, because she gave me her old one. She didn't give it to me. I bought it from her. But unrelated, this is actually a game I want to play. The Someone showed this to me. The Kill It With Fire game. Oh, I've seen really this. It, it, <laughs> just from the screenshot. It looks horrible. Um, it looks just I, kind of dumb and whatnot, but I really want to play it because I feel like it would be very cathartic for me. There's a piece of it. Here's the thing. Um, from what I know about this game, and it's weird that I do know about this game, um, it can still be a trigger for arachnophobes, even if it is giving you the tools to Oh, that picture is a them. trigger for me. That picture, like that pic the 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 picture of the thing is absolutely a trigger for me. So, yeah. Like someone someone described they're like even when I went into the room to flame through these things, I'm just like it's just little vi- virtual spiders and I'm about to flame through this room the minute he went in and he started seeing them all scurrying yep. around. He's like, "Ah." Oh yeah, absolutely. And I I fully <laughs> know that, but for some reason it's very amusing to people when I get scared of spiders. Yeah, I mean, this is the perfect survival horror game for you. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm interested in that one. Um, there's a handful of games that I added to my wish list that I'm just waiting on, including that strange dog girl Sweary game. Oh, uh, yeah. that's to come out this year. Yeah, there's there's a bunch of them that I have um, kind of earmarked too. I did pre-order Skyward Sword. It's the first game I've ever pre-ordered. Um. Really? Yep. I will not. It's the first game I've ever I pre-ordered. Play. I have not. Somebody, somebody got. Um, somebody actually ordered me the controls for it because every time I went in to get the the special control set with it, it was sold out. Literally, I went in there like five minutes after somebody posted it, and it was already sold out. 
at every store I've been to. As soon as they show those, my God, I can't wait to buy those at scalper prices. Yes, I'm not. I wouldn't. Somebody already got got them one for me, and they're they're gonna they got two, and they're gonna give one to me because they were worried I wasn't gonna be able to get one. I'd like them, but I already have eight Joy Cons. Yeah, I have only four. So I'm just mad because my favorite Joy Con is drifting. Are they still fixing them for free? I still think they're still fixing them for free. I'm upset because I wanted to get our 3DS fixed, and I'm still going to send it in and see if they'll fix it, but I don't hold out a whole lot What's of What's wrong hope. with it again? Um, The hinge broke completely. So oh. the game, like, it doesn't show the top game. We have two other 3DSs that work fine, but I'd like oh, to get so this like one fixed. The, the, um, so, like, it's like the, the wires snap. Yes. Oh, that'll probably be an easy fix. I'm, I'm hoping it will be an easy fix for them to fix it. So we'll see. I have to send that in this week. Yeah, it shouldn't be too bad. It's certainly uh, less expensive than trying to get a capture card fused to the damn thing. Yeah, I feel like I would enjoy the 3DS more if I could stream from it because I don't enjoy playing it on my own. Um, you use Citra. Exactly. I moved to, so it, RetroArch supports using Citra built in. And it's perfectly fine. Maybe I'll actually be able to finish the that. link between worlds then. Yeah. Yeah, I found that I, I have a feeling that if I was not streaming or making things for YouTube, I'm not sure if I'd still find time for video games. <laughs> yeah. So there's a piece of it's like, I'm glad I do Twitch or or I'm not sure if this part of my life would still exist. I don't think I'd be I wouldn't be playing as much as I do. Like I I feel like I never play games. But I have completed, at least in the past week, five games. Like five games that are all like ten, like you know, eight to ten hours long. Yeah, yeah. I, it helps. It helps I when really, you inter- like. I think Twitch helps with that because it's fun to play a game with somebody, mm-hmm. and having like watching somebody yeah. else play a game that you're interacting, and it's not just like I'm by myself. I'm not doing anything other than playing a game by myself. It's fun. It's more fun when you can interact with somebody or like have some kind of interaction. Yeah, and to share the the deep dives yeah. with with certain things like playing a game that a million other people are playing. I don't get any satisfaction out of it because it's like, okay, well, if I wanted to discuss this, I, I have like a hundred thousand people out there. But if I pick the one, if I'm the one person out there playing 102 Dalmatians puppies to the rescue and I have people watching me, these are probably the only people in the world right now who I can talk with about 102 Dalmatians puppies to the rescue. And they'll actually know what the fuck I'm saying. Right. (laughs) So like, yeah, getting it, those uh, discussions make it more fun. Yeah, and Kyo, Kyo knows the feeling for sure because he's done Eye of Isis with the monkey. W- w- wow, with the mummy farts. Yeah. No. How? Many, I, would, I mean, if you if you didn't stream it, how who would you talk to about the mummy farts you you encountered? No, no, no one. I no I would have never no played that game. To you. I would never no play that game. Would listen to you. Like, there's definitely like I like bad janky games, but I'm gonna be honest. On my own time, I'm not going to play those. Yeah, I'm just not going to. Like, it's weird. Like, what I still definitely have interest in them, but a lot of it has been geared towards this is what I do for work. So, like, I look at them as is this going to be fun for work? Whereas when I'm looking at what's going to be for fun for play, I'm like, what is a high quality um, RPG that I can play? What is a high-quality game that my money is being spent well? Because if I think about, again, how I spent $80 on Illbleed, I'm going to vomit. Yeah, truthfully, 
I might have already played and beaten Xenoblade Chronicles if I wasn't streaming, but you know, taking on a hefty JRPG as a street as like a block in my stream schedule always feels a little too too committing because all of a sudden that's going to take up the next like half a year. Timber, did you have a PS2? Yeah, I still have it. Do you know this game that I'm about to post a picture of? It's called, well, you probably, I'll say the name, but I might just show you a picture. It's called Shadow of Destiny. Sounds familiar. Let me find a picture. I don't think I own it, though. Let me find a picture that is not the size of a Twitch emote. Because all the pictures are the size of a freaking Twitch emote. It's a, so it's a, an adventure game. It's kind of a murder. You're solving your own murder and you go through different time periods in like an Eastern European country. Oh, that sounds cool. And like when you go through the different ages, like I think your main character's look doesn't change, but like the art style and the look of every time period is different. Yeah. This looks intriguing. You're starting to, you're starting to figure me out. You're like, Hey, this guy, he likes time. Well, that and also I'm like, hey, this takes place in Europe, Eastern Europe, so it's not just typical. Oh my god, not this typi- is profiling. No, no. So I'm like, so it's not typical, you know, UK oriented, like you know, like perspective West, of like, what yeah, it is, like Central Western Europe, like it's not like Western Europe, like oriented um, fantasy, which is like most of it. Eastern European fantasy or like just anything set there is always different and there's always like a very different feel for it and also some pro- yeah. some profiling. <laughs> yeah, I mean I, I don't remember did we ever did I ever talk with you about um uh The Void? Are you familiar with that one? I think you told me about this one before. Yeah, the Ice Pick Lodge game where you're playing in a colorless purgatory and you need to fill it with color, but the different absolute nightmare fuel brothers of these sisters who give you the colors are trying to prevent the color from entering the void because it was it would neuter them from having power over this, like... Yeah, it was the pathologic people, wasn't it? Yes, it was. I, I still think that that is one of the most, like... It's, it's an artsy-fartsy game, but man, um, not... I don't think anything screams this was made by some very depressed Russian developers <laughs> like this one does. It's a very pretty cover. The whole game is very pretty. It's it's it is a piece of art. It is also in some ways a little bit impenetrable gameplay wise, but uh I do think that it's a It's made by the people who made Pathologic. Control. Of course the gameplay is impenetrable. <laughs> romancing the void i forgot i didn't even talk about the one really cool thing that i got recently so i got these i got these things called everdrives this is a two-part thing so basically i have one for my sega genesis and one for my super nintendo you pop an sd card in there with games and now you can play all the games on original hardware (gasps) nice they're not cheap oh my Genesis one was $210. I did initially get a cheaper one that was 110 It was sent to me and was delivered to the wrong place. And in that time, I contacted Amazon because it was like over several days. They're like, give us two days. And I did. I'm like, I don't know where it is. It says delivered. It's not. So I got refunded the money and then they weren't cheap anymore. So I had to buy the next step up, which was double the price. 
and I got the Pro. So now, like, basically, that's the last one the guy's making. It has a USB port. I could actually use it for developing games if I wanted to. But it's really cool for that. I got one for the Super Nintendo, which was 95 which is a lot more affordable. It's not the nicest one on the market, because that's, like, 230 So, like, I can't play, like, anything that uses the Super FX chip, which is fine, because I don't really care about Yoshi's Island. Or, like, Star Fox. I have, I have carts for those if I want them anyway. So I got those, and on top of that, I fixed my Sega CD. Hey! And then I got these cables called HD Retrovision for my Genesis, my Super Nintendo. The Genesis one also works on the Sega Saturn and PlayStation, and then some for my PS2, and then all of my games look really fucking nice now. They look really nice. You want to see a picture of them, guys? Yes. This is, is, it, this is, is, it, is it better or worse than my um, amazing... HD stretch to 16 by 9 Majora's Mask footage. Your, your stream overlay makes me want to vomit. <laughs> Here you go. Here's, here's from the PlayStation because it's the one that's like the most obvious for people who don't know what they're looking at type of thing. Here's Final Fantasy 7. The left side is the standard cables that come with the system. The right side are my HD retrovision cables and they're both put through my retro tank which is a, um, a double liner upscaler. Did you know PS1 games could look nice? <laughs> wow, it's like he turned the brightness yeah. up. No, look. It's look a little at the clearer. Text. It's less fuzzy. It's definitely less fuzzy. Yeah, look at the text. Especially look at the numbers yeah. for like the countdown. Yep. It looks so much I, better. This is Final, Fa- this is Final Fantasy this, 7. Um, in order to make the, um, the snake sketch in my video convincing, I was looking at some like classic Metal Gear Solid footage. And I was like, I think they're using 8-bit operator font, but also it's compressed to shit. So I actually took 8-bit operator font to, to do the, the little subtitles and then applied a like 20 or 25% Gaussian blur to it to make it look more PS2-ish. Um, because, yeah, there's just there's no getting around that with those older consoles. Um, it to make it authentic, it needs to be blurry and look like you're nearsighted. I've been I've been very happy with these. Like since I only play like I like ninety five percent of what I do is on the original console. I've been like very happy with these results of this. Let me see if I can find. Yeah, I mean it's it it, it is impressive from the perspective of like, hey, this is the original thing. Like this is imagine if you could have done this then. Yeah. Well, like, on then, like, honestly, like, if I'd plug in the, you know, the composite stuff to the TV, it would look decent anyway, because CRTs were meant with this in mind, so the blurriness mm-hmm. wouldn't be blurry. Here's the PS2. Did you get a CRTV? No. What was so bad? I tell my dad every time, and he thinks I'm joking, because my dad does, like, estate sales and garage sales and stuff. I'm like, uh-huh. Dad, do I need to cry in front of you for you to believe me? I want a CRT with component cable access. Yeah. I don't know how much more I can tell you this, but that is exactly what I want. <laughs> the PS2 is a little bit hard to tell, but you can tell more from like all the way left to all the way right. It's a big difference. Yes. Yeah, I can I can read the the ten point zero percent. It matters to me. It matters to me because I'm the one looking at the fucking thing the whole time. Well, yeah, I mean that's Yeah. Some people are like, oh, it looks it looked fine before. I'm like, yeah, because you're watching on your phone. Yeah. Oh, oh, your 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 video that's the size of two postage stamps side by side looks fine. It looks the same. Of course it does. 
Turn your phone sideways. I have been doing a lot of self-development on just being okay with the things I like. And mm. if you like it, that's that's all that, need, that's all that matters. Oh, I, I'm definitely fine with that. I yeah. just I wish I could talk to my girlfriend about this, but she does have... She has no idea what I'm talking about. And she's just like, that's nice. I'm like, will you just validate this please <laughs> please just I, uh, tell me that, that i did i did i please tell validate my purchase and tell me it was worth my money please i need someone to do that that's not someone from my channel <laughs> that's that's been me with um editing the video anytime i had like another like ooh, i figured out how to optimize my editing flow isn't this great uh-huh it, it, it the panels are, are in different positions i can actually like go into this sequence and then this other one and it'll pull like all the pieces in there and it's not like one big block like that's great right uh-huh uh, yeah yeah I, I guess i guess no one would really care about this except the person making the video it's, like, it's I know very I hard do the same thing for my girlfriend in return because i cannot listen to her work stories because they make me nauseous <laughs> yeah i mean that's just the nature of uh that uh what's the phrase for that um shop talk yeah the worst part is then you do meet other people who you can shop talk with and you start to feel especially when it's like one of the few things that you know for sure you can talk with them about you start to get guilty when you're like uh you know i feel kind of bad talking uh talking shop here because like i feel like that's just the thing that you do all the time so mm -hmm. like you don't want to talk about the thing you do all yep. the time mm -hmm. yeah, it's like but I'm sorry, also only... you're the person i can do this it's with. like sorry i'm only messed you ever about this one specific thing but <laughs> yeah. or you start to talk shop with them and all of a sudden you realize oh i'm not cool enough to be here <laughs> you always try to turn like, around like How's that Twitch thing going for you, Kyo? Do you like that that thing you, have you to, do? You have to like turn around at the end, too. You're like, also, how are you doing? Yeah. How, how are yeah, you yeah. doing? <laughs> I've been talking oh, yeah, for yeah. like 15 minutes. How are, how are you? What are you up to? Oh, nothing. I have a really hard time. So anyway. Like, I have a really hard time reaching out to meet new people, especially like new people I admire. It's one reason I will go into Twitch chats and then just lurk because I'm too afraid to talk to people. Um so it's been really hard for me to communicate, like, connect with other writers because I'll like comment on things and then I want to delete it because I'm like, nope, I'm not cool enough to talk to this person. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to imply that I, I could speak with you. Yeah. Uh, this is. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's it's one of the hardest things, and and honestly, the the trickiest part with it for me is always breaking that gap of like i don't just know you as the person that does this thing and know that that is a thing that you like i now know these other things about yep. you that that we can like uh, other connecting fibers that make us like two humans that can interact with one another instead of just like a work connection yeah. You are you are sense. more than mm -hmm. the, the it's especially prevalent with like youtube yeah. where it's like okay i know you're a youtuber and you know i'm a youtuber and we both make things about video games. So now what do we talk about? Yeah. You have to, at some point you realize that you are, you are like, you are more than the thing we have in common. Exactly. And if you yeah. can have a discussion beyond that, that's great because that's how you make friendships. Um, 
And then there are definitely people who it's like the only thing we have in common is the one thing we have in common. And otherwise, we don't have anything else, you know, to talk about. And that's okay, too. But yeah, you definitely make form friendships with the people that you have more than the you have more than one interest in common. <laughs> yeah. Um, and a lot of times it's like you just have to dig to find those as well. You know, you have to be willing to branch out and do the, the obnoxious small talk to actually get at the meat and discover, oh, you actually like this other thing that you don't talk about. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, where, where did this come from? Was this related to, I think this came from composite retro tanks right yes yeah yeah something like that i don't <laughs> remember this has been a very scatterbrained episode this is just what is like in my mind all the this time is, this is what happens when i host <laughs> well it's also because we don't have ken usually keeps us on track well ken actually has yeah ken has the topics I had a, uh usually i'm just like hey um i had a few questions come uh, through my discord um but i didn't see any other questions um I did look to see if there's any news to talk about, but I don't care. I don't care either. Like, yeah. the news yeah. segment is such a whatever. I mean, it's fine when there's, like, you know, a Nintendo Direct or something like that, where it's like, oh, here's shit we actually are going to talk about anyway because we're excited, but then it's like, there's nothing going on, Stadia's still dead. Um, a lot of... Unless you guys want to talk about Riot Games says it finds no evidence of wrongdoing by CEO accused of sexual harassment. I don't really want to touch that one. Nah. I don't like bringing those that kind of news in my life. All right, so let's. We could talk about um, Tofu's dog, dude. Daisy's so cute. Daisy's amazing. She's Anybody who cordy. is listening, who doesn't know, Tofu got a new dog. It's called Daisy. She's it has called a, Daisy. It has dichromia. She. What you did said I say? It. it. Oh no, <laughs> she's called Daisy. Um. She she's got dichromia, so it's like the blue eye and the black eye. It's great. She's go so go talk to Tofu. He's a good cute. guy. Cute. She's so cute. I'm. I should ask Tofu if I can use a picture of her for the thumb for like the, the thumbnail. But I get dogs. Oh my gosh, she's so cute. <laughs> Do we have any listener questions for today? Um, I have a couple from mine, so I'll do the two from mine, we can do the ones from Fangirls, and I have one that came to the podcast Twitter account, which people Whoa, can tweet at, at the Podosaurus. I have four Twitter accounts that I handle and juggle. If you guys would please tweet at the Podosaurus and follow it, that'd be great. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Alright, our first question today um, comes from Chiriku. Uh, who is your favorite Sanrio character? Um, pom pom pudding or probably Gudetama, but those are pretty basic picks. Uh, I don't even know what this is. It, it, the company that makes Hello Kitty. Okay, yes. Um, my favorite one. I gotta think for a second. If you say my melody, I'm I'm kicking you in the head or the junk or something. Uh, uh, <laughs> I mean, I would probably just go with um, holy hell, what's her name? Uh, Fenico. Okay. That counts, right? Uh, as long as it's Sanrio. It is? If it, if it's San X, that's not the same company. I mean, Sanrio did Agretzko. Agretzko is from the same company that did Hello Kitty. So Okay. Fangirl? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> what is it? Okay, let me search up and I will just pick one. The com- Yeah, the company that makes Hello Kitty. Okay. The one of them's a frog. Okay, which one do I like? Um... I have a feeling they're not going to have 
any of the Gresco characters in Animal Crossing. I like, no, they're all they're all new stand. characters. The, the they're pom-pom. all new characters. I like the pom pom with the derpy ear. The dog? Yeah. Pom pom pudding? Yes. Yeah, he's just a big Aww. he's a big soft uh, lab. He's a yeah. I, I like him or I like the angry bird. What's the angry bird the Batsmaru? Okay. Alright, well that's the answer in that. Alright, Puddin Cup asks, what would you name the Colossi from the hidden gem Shadow of the Colossus? Now, the reasoning behind this is Shadow of the Colossus has 16 bosses. They all have names. They all have what the fan base has referred to as dev names. They don't have they don't have names. But the dev, dev team referred to them as things like Bird, Dragon, Minotaur, A through C. Things like that. The fan base is so fucking pretentious and up their own ass not only did they give them all an english name they also gave them a latin inspired name so i had people coming to my chat they're like oh this is dirge i'm like is dirge their official name someone's like i don't know and i looked it up and it's like the fan name dirge like i think it's official it's like it's not y'all made them up go into people's chats and make them official imagine like going through into a zelda person's chat and making up different names for all the items in the inventory and all the bosses and be like actually we don't like the name bongo bongo we ha- we call him steve instead <laughs> so steve's his real name it's like that it's like if they're like the well the other ones are just dev names if it's the dev name then that's its name <laughs> that is its name then <laughs> do you <laughs> like what oh but it might not be its true name yeah it's like but but we we like this better i'm like well i also want you to stop talking to me so they'd ask me like are you on so-and-so boss i'm like tell me their number or what they look like or leave (laughs) those are your options do not bring up the fan stuff here because i'm going to make fun of you the whole time that's why that's why i started renaming all the characters in eco and then we just started making up stuff too i'm looking I'm looking these up. Just tell the fan base now go and and tell everyone the official name. We were also making for... making up fake facts about it too because like they also like to come by and be like, well, initially um uh, Team Eco wanted to have 48 bosses in this, but I cut it down to 16 just for time and resources. So we just started making up shit like that during Eco. Uh, but um, what do I name? I would name them all names of old men who appeared on um. Uh, vaudeville acts. Oliver. <laughs> Carrie Grant. Is Oliver. Just all the name of old men from vaudeville acts. That's what I would name all of them. Hmm. Just looking at them, I think the, uh, the sixth, the, um, the sixth one is named Oliver. He has a beard. Oh, I remember that one. He looks yeah. like an is Oliver. The dangly, is it the dangly beard that kind of looks like a a ball sack a little yes. bit? Okay. Yes. Okay. He looks like an Oliver. <laughs> I think I. Just, I think I just name them after the different Muppets. That's that's, that's fair, fair that's, too. Those are all better than the names the fan base came up with. <laughs> all right, those are all from mine. Uh, let me go into Fangirls. I didn't have Let's many. Um, Skyward Sword hype, which we kind of touched on. Well, so it's not that you didn't have many. None of these are questions. Yeah, they're just what you want to talk about. Some, I, somebody mentioned this story of seasons, which I looked up that game, and that looks like 
that looks very like it's, Sardew Valley. It's good. So it's um it's basically it's Harvest um, Moon under a different name because Harvest Moon is yes. owned by the name Harvest Moon is owned by Marvelous, whereas the game series is owned by did somebody the dev team. So like once that like agreement fell through, Marvelous kept making Harvest Moon games, and the people who used to make Harvest Moon just started like because it's called um what is it called Bokura no Bokujo or something like that, which is like our farm, something like that. Well, oh, Warira no Bokujo, something like that. But anyway, so like they called Story of Seasons. I've heard that new Story of Seasons is actually pretty buggy and bad oh really so far oh no like because it released in japan and like they i think a lot of stuff got affected by covid last year and i think it just kind of got like shoved out kind of broken to meet a deadline um because like they had like the director of the studios like going out there and he's just like oh like i'm so i'm so sorry about the shit state of the game and they're working on it it's not out here yet so i think all the fixes will be implemented in the u.s copy well, I hope they, I hope they manage to make it good. It looks cute. Because, yeah, I mean, typically the Story of Seasons series is a, a it's good, and really, mm-hmm. it's what Stardew Valley was trying to emulate in its existence. Like it was trying to just be that, mm-hmm. uh, and it was coding practice for the developer, and it just kind of got out of hand. Where now Stardew Valley is the big dog, and Story of Seasons is the little dog, and yeah. it's kind of um, an interesting twist. That's where you have things like Fangirl saying, "Oh, this looks like Stardew Valley." Yeah, yeah. that's what I was gonna but say. Like, and I, I've never played Stardew Valley. I have completely mm-hmm. missed out on I, that. I, you have you have not missed out because there is still a very active community of Stardew Valleyers. I will say I have heard absolutely no hype about this Story of Seasons game because once Stardew Valley became the gold standard for people, Stardew uh, Story of Seasons kind of died. Which is unfortunate. I mean, it's it's just how it goes. It's just like, like what if in some universe Temtem has overtaken in Pokemon's (laughs) I do actually kind of prefer certain things about like Story of Seasons. Like I never liked how far out stardew valley pulls the action like everything's Mm -hmm. just so tiny and it's not it's tiny so that you can have a huge farm and actually manage it within the time time frame that the game gives you but like i do like the more intimate closed in feel of the older harvest moon games where it's like you have a crop of like six vegetables that you're taking care of not an entire field um that that just makes everything feel kind of more cute and home gardeny rather than industrial farm but that's just the way of things mm-hmm. i guess you can technically just have a, a home garden style thing in stardew valley too but you're, you're given way too much land for that to make sense do any of you want to guess how many hours my girlfriend has in stardew valley it has to be more than 100 because that's roughly where i am with it three yes actually what was it two more than 300 Yes. 372. A thousand. More. 472. More than a... 460. Ooh, I was close. You know, there is a certain... There is a certain amount of time put in games where I I just kind of start to question, like, how a person can still have fun. It's not even, like, an attack on, hey, you spent a lot of time on this game. It's just, like, I'm not sure I can fathom still getting enjoyment out of something like eventually you'll burn out you just will yeah yeah 
Like there are people online who, who have like YouTube videos of like my experiences in Team Fortress 2 as a thousand hour player. I'm like, holy hell, dude. There's also that the is a lot. Those are the people who will leave negative re- reviews on like Steam games after like a thousand hours. They're like, oh, I played it too much. My wife left me. dumbass those those are also enjoyable reviews to read when when it's some clearly something that's wrong with the person like reviewing it i had someone the other day in my chat talking about how um their fiance broke up with them because they were playing jrpgs too much but i'm like they explained what they did they would like go to work all day come home play games all night and that's all they wanted to do and it was like i mean it was last year that apparently that they were doing this i'm like i, I get it and they end up like breaking up with them but they blamed it on playing games too much i'm like i feel like this is more of a you thing yeah that you're just pushing on to the games themselves like yeah granted do whatever the fuck you want with your life but yeah but there are don't, consequences don't blame your don't blame your hobby obsession when it's actually the obsessed person that's the issue not the thing you can if you really cared enough to pull away from it, you would. Like, if you had no interest, like just it. It's not. It's not the game's fault that you're an inattentive, like person in a relationship. That's you. Or it's also that's not the game's sorry. fault that you have no self control. Yeah. Like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's still like I really really do like Undertale. I know. Uh, Kyo's thoughts on that game but I still cannot fathom when I go and look at like the highest playtime people who reviewed this game who have put in 90 no sorry 194 hours into Undertale exactly how even even doing the genocide route where you have to literally kill everything I do not yes. think that you would be able to put that much time in it. What are they doing? I mean, I guess, you know, uh, but I, if if you really like something, you play it over and over and over again. I mean. I, I definitely feel it, but even for me, like, I love, man, let's see how many. I, yeah, I, I, I guess it makes sense. It, it makes sense when you when you think about it. It's just something we don't usually track or didn't used to track. Yeah. So it's really odd to just look at wow um 200 hours there mate but like yeah i probably put about that much in majora's mask at this point in my life um or easily so because i played through it probably a good seven or eight times um i don't know let's see what's a game that you've played here here's a here's a viewer question delivered by me uh what is a game that you have gone back to and played through again enough times to where it would match some of these ridiculous high hour values that you can find on steam reviews here i'm gonna put something on here to find out anyone that answers that question first to me i will gift you a sub in my channel and in timber's channel actually i'll gift you a sub to timber's channel because it's his question i will gift you a sub to timber's channel if you listen to this and answer his question and tweet it at the potosaurus I like that approach. Yeah. Do it do as I'll Q do Kyo says. I'm sorry for calling you Q. <laughs> Q you hunter. Yeah, it's fine, Mike. It's all good. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Um, let me see. Q 
Kyo, where can people find you? We're not done. <laughs> okay, fine. Give me like we okay. We have we'll, like one or two more things. Um, we'll, okay, we'll Skyward just leave Sword you thing. Buried then. Skyward Sword thing. We already went through. Yeah. Um, Hop Hop, who I don't know who this is. What to, uh, what about is Pokemon? This? Which yeah, Pokemon we talked about last time. Um, we're all like lukewarm. Timber doesn't care. Me and Ken are just like lukewarm and just want to see what they're. What was do. it? A Pokemon, like you know, oh yeah, the, po- the Pokemon. Look warm. Yeah, I have been watching Pokemon Journeys lately, and that's been entertaining. It's actually been like way better than the mainline Pokemon animes have been for like a decade. We have one actual question that actually was tweeted at the Potosaurus. Thank you, Ruashua, for for tweeting at this and res- like my, responding to my tweet. Um, he asks, Ru Clutch. If Potosaurus is so great, why haven't they made a terrible prequel? Technically, I was gonna there say, is one. Technically, there is a prequel. <laughs> technically, there is a prequel. And it is the first season that is hard. It's like almost impossible to find of this now because I lost all the episodes. There is a terrible prequel. There is like one episode in existence somewhere on a SoundCloud, I think. And that is the prequel to this one. This is technically season three. But, like, it's still, like, season two just kind of ran on. Because I guess season two would actually more come to an end now. Um, this is technically season two slash season three of it. There is a season been, one. Oh, my God. How long has it been since I made the new theme song? Has it been a year? No, you just no, did that recently. No. Okay, right. This is season three. I'm getting confused. So, technically, season three started the first episode of this year with a new theme song. That's how we're going to be breaking up. We'll have a different theme song for the new season. Um, but it's still kind of like, oh, we're all still within the first year of this coming back. Um, so, but technically there is a shitty prequel. So that's your answer on that, Roshua. If you ever find it again, be sure to repost it and call it, uh, episode one, two, three, uh, revise so that people know, ah, I, the prequels oh. that released after the good stuff. I don't want to because I know the first episode I didn't know how to edit yet, so it's really bad. Um, I, well, yeah, I'm, of course. I'm happy it's gone. <laughs> I'm happy it's gone. See, see, George Lucas didn't have that excuse when he made the prequels. <laughs> I do know there is a the third episode of this, like the current like iteration of Potosaurus. It does exist, but only on YouTube. I cannot find the actual vi- like audio file, so it does not exist in the podcast listing on like iTunes or anything like that. You have to go to YouTube for that because I can't find the audio file, and it's too late to fix it. Because then it will release three currently instead of where it needs to be. And I just don't care. It doesn't and that might have been our Bionicles episode. Wait, what? You lost the Bionicles episode? Actually, what was what was episode three? Let me go to uh, YouTube. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on. Um, I almost just Googled Bionicles. Yeah, we totally... A lot of those episodes should still be on YouTube just because... Yeah, they're all, all, I think, I think, is it all of season weird. two on YouTube or most of season two? Um, up until we switched to audio only. Yeah. Uh, let me check... Um, I know one yeah, is on iTunes, or at least I have one on iTunes, but maybe that's because I downloaded of, it. One through 32, including the two specials, are all on iTunes and stuff. The only one missing is episode three. I have... Which is not the Bionicles episode. It's... The one in between Pampered Yampers and Metal Gear Sky Mom. I have episode oh. 14 downloaded on my phone. But all the other ones are there, yeah? Uh, see all episodes. I can't see them. 
it doesn't show them on my wait is that for the old series yeah that's that's for the, the... oh okay i thought you were talking about this one oh no no no, no. the one. rest of the episodes are there for this one yeah oh thank god like <laughs> fucking my heart's gonna stop yeah. like what the fuck am i paying for no no no, no, no. yeah they're all um, there i don't remember the name of episode three let me look on youtube Ken, you can do whatever you want with this editing part. You can leave it in. You can leave this part in, too. Oh, How man. are you doing, Ken? I just realized I, I missed the highest um, the highest recorded hours for Undertale, which was 508 hours oh as contributed by Danny, by Danny DeVito at 508 hours of Undertale. Okay, episode three is called My Punishment. It is only available on YouTube. That is not out of some exclusivity contract. It's out of pure laziness, and I can't find the file. Also, episodes one through seven don't have unique images for the podcast. <laughs> that's okay. I mean, I'm not gonna do them either. And that's kind of how I am with like some of my older YouTube stuff, where it's like technically I know that the thumbnails on pretty much everything I made up to 2018 were pretty bad, <laughs> but I, yeah. but I do not want to have to make you, new thumbnails. You, you had that like crinkled paper. Background it was spon- yeah, it was like a sponge effect over colors, and the colors like told you if it was like a parody song or a, a, an or- original, or if it was a top ten. It was yeah. mostly there for the color coding. I thought it was cool, but everybody told me that thumbnails were trash, so I decided to. <laughs> Do change me be it. honest with you, they were trash timber. They, they, they mine were, aren't very good, but like they're pretty bad. Yeah. All right, now we have completed all the questions. Now you may take back over Timber Taft. Thank you, Kyo. Where can people find you? You can find me Monday through Friday every week. You can find me Monday through Friday. <laughs> wow. You, How many white claws did you have? I'm at like one and a half. All right. You can find me on twitch.tv forward slash Cody Hunter, not a backslash. Don't know why. Fangirl says backslash forward slash Cody Hunter Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time. I focus on retro games. They're horror or horrible or just plain janky. Currently, I've been going through the Team Eco games. That's Eco Shadow of the Colossus Last Guardian. Don't know what I'm doing next, but I pretty much just play anything from the Genesis era up until the end of the PS2 era and maybe even the Wii here and there. Mostly things that are considered retro and janky and kind of garbage. That's mostly what I do. You can find me on everything else at Cody Hunter, Twitter, uh, there's the Discord, YouTube, Patreon, MySpace, even all those things. Cody Hunter. Um, you can also find the podcast at The Potosaurus on Twitter. Please tweet at it. Please follow it for updates and releases. And I knocked over a bottle of Tums. Where can people find you, Fangirl? You can find me. Hold on, before, uh, before you go to Fangirl, I'm sorry. Um, do you have any like cool projects or things you wanted to mention, Kyo? Um, or is it just. It's been a long time since I've had a Retrosaurus episode out. Um, I've been kind of rethinking how I'm going to be approaching YouTube stuff this year, um, which is partially why those who have been can, like you know supporting me through Patreon for that, that also does cover this and my other work as well. So I'm, I'm sorry that there haven't been YouTube videos, but I don't want to put out anything bad that I'm not happy with. I've already done that a couple times that I've like looked at them like, oh, I don't know. So I don't want to force things out if I'm not happy with them. I do have an idea of something. It may be take may, might be like changing how I... Um, the branding or like you know the names of the stuff i do on youtube but i have some ideas of stuff i hope to have out here within the next month i know i said that last time but um february was a depression month that was a sad boys month um i am recovering from that i was sick all of january then all depressed february and this month i've been falling asleep on the floor 
It's all right. Yeah, the, the White Claws will comfort oh, that shut situation. Up. Bango, where, we, where can people find you? You can find me at twitch.tv forward slash fangirl has no name. <laughs> there it is. Um, where hopefully this week I will be starting streaming uh, games I've never played before, which there are a number of them. That's kind of what I'm going to be doing this year is taking off series that I have never played before. So catching that because there are a lot of games going to be on there that everybody else has played, but I have no idea what's going on. So you can also find me on Twitter at Legend of No One, where I post a lot of random nonsense and I'm starting to try and build a minor following for when I eventually self-publish a book this year. Fingers crossed. Awesome. Yeah. Where is can that, we find um, you? Oh, go ahead. Is that is that kind of like roped into the project that you're working on? Or that is, that, that is the pro- That is the project I'm working on. Is, it is the I have project. actually two in the works. Um, I've had one thing published. I'm I'm aiming to have uh, I'm aiming to have something done by the end of May. That's my goal for myself. So yeah. awesome. Where can we find you, Timber? If you want to hear more from me, you can find me on twitch.tv slash Timber Taft, where I stream on Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays at 7.15 Eastern Daylight Time. It is now. Um, I, you can also find me on twitter.com slash Timber Taft if you want to just hear me ramble and see me post my schedules and stuff. Uh and I also have a YouTube at youtube.com slash Timber Taft, uh, which is currently where the most important thing is happening. Uh, I finally broke hiatus. So as of today, you can go there and watch my new video, the most comprehensive. Uh, sorry, what was the title again? A comprehensive everything of Majora's Mask in a nutshell. Uh, go check it out if you care even remotely about that game. It's a 15-minute dissertation-length video that should basically be everything you ever wanted to know about that game. Um, yeah. That's that, that's the thing. That's the show. <laughs> that's it. That's the tweet. <laughs> Hit send. Alright, guys. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Have a Thanks good night. Listening. Good night. Good night. See you good next fortnight. <laughs>